Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. This is a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk. Today's show will feature interviews with WBC heavyweight champ Deontay Wilder and Vance Johnson of the Denver Broncos. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Roman Gabriel III, your host, and uh, big, big week this week. And uh, one of the things that I love about Super Bowl week is the opportunity to speak to non-football players. And we've had some basketball players in, women's and men's. We've had some MMA fighters. Uh, but my first go at a heavyweight champion in with us, Deontay Wilder is the WBC champion. And, boy, has he gotten it done, knockouts in 97% of his fights. He's also a bronze medalist uh, in the Olympics, which is very rare, Beijing in 2008. So, Deontay, welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk. It's great to have you in. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, um, I'm very happy to be here. Now, I'm looking at you. I, a lot of heavyweight champs might be a little thicker, but you're you're lean and mean. I mean, uh, most uh, definitely. So lean, what's your weight? I'm lean and mean, slick and quick, agile, mobile, and hostile, baby. <laughs> you know, my weight, I'm walking around probably about 230. So when you fight, is that... So when I when I fight it, my, my it, it, I got a my body is so strange right. you know, up and down all the time. My last fight was at um, two twenty eight, so I'm always round about up in two twenty two twenty five seven eight something like that. The highest of my career has been like two thirty two. I think I ate a lot that month. So, so tell me, uh, obviously you represent your country, and you know anybody who medals in the olympics is uh, tell me about tell me about that experience and about what that was like for you oh man it was amazing um experience to represent your country you know especially i could you know when people ask me about the olympics the first thing that come to mind is when we had to go down the tunnel um when people when we was being announced the all the countries was being announced and that that feeling was 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 unreal you know it's something that you can't put words on you know you've seen so many mixed emotions uh, people's crying people high-fiving you know hugging each other when they said us of a you know it was it was it was a wonderful feeling to represent the united states of america and walk out and see uh, all your all the people's the, the other athletes besides you representing that country in different sports man well i'm excited for you because when you have that uh platform being an olympic champion and a wbc heavyweight champion i mean uh your platform to kids and opportunities that you get to impact people's lives um, tell me about um how you do that and, and and maybe what your passion is in terms of of using the fame and the opportunity that you've worked so hard to get and how how you make use of that well definitely you know you definitely have not not only kids but adults as well too you know this that that looks up to me and i, I find out each and every day you know because i'm just a simple guy yeah. I, I you know i don't worry about who knows me and who don't you know i just go around but it's so many people looks up up, up to me and um it's almost you just i'm a very positive person so my message is always to to kids or adults or anything, you know, to, to surround yourself by posit positivity. Yes. You know, never allow negative to come into your life or yes. your surrounding, even with the people. You always, even when, if people come and speak negative, you correct them and you say you can and you will and stop saying I can't and I won't or, or right. it's too late and stuff like that. So I, you're a big believer in what comes out of your mouth comes true. 
power of the tongue. Yeah. Speak what you want. You, you can speak all things in existence. And I do believe you can speak whatever you want in existence to happen. It don't come when you want it. But I say God is an on-time God. He make things happen at the right time. And when it do happen, it's the right time. Deontay Wilder is our guest, uh, WBC champion, former Olympic bronze medalist. Uh, you mentioned something. Our, our network is called Faith, Family, and Sports. Mm. And one of the reasons we created it was is that we heard from so many fans out there that obviously love sports. America, the number one thing that people spend money on is sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents that are involved in their kids' lives and athletics. So athletics is a central theme to Americans. Um, tell me about, uh, you mentioned the word God. What does faith, family, and sports mean to you? Oh, uh, man, you know, all, all, all three of those things is how I live my life. Faith, family, and sport. You know, without the faith, you can't have a strong family. And even even with facing the uh, and with, without family, the sports sometimes is is irrelevant because you know you have that so much big support from family, you know, to 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 keep you driven to to, um, to drive you to be great. With the faith yes. comes a strong family, and with the family comes uh, for you to perform in your sport. Because if it wasn't for my daughter, my sport wouldn't be relevant to me. I wouldn't show so much passion. As I do as a champion, I promised her when she was one years old, I looked in the eye and said, Daddy, going to be a world champion, and I'm going to be able to support you beyond your belief. But if it wasn't for that little girl, boxing would have never, I wouldn't have found so, boxing at so all. So tell me about where you're from. I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay, so you're an Alabama guy. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. We had one of your people in here about, uh, well, yesterday, you know, Caleb Castillo, former uh, Alabama Crimson yeah. Tide guy played for uh, Nick Saban and uh, Tony Nathan, who played for Nick Saban that's for the it. movie Woodlawn. There you go. Uh, so you, some of your some some of your Alabama, that's you, you know all about sports and the importance of sports. Now, did you grow up playing other sports? I did. I grew, I grew up playing everything: football, basketball, baseball, ran track. I tell people all the time: if I had time for soccer, I yeah. would have done that. So you're as a soccer well, guy too. too. <laughs> so you played those through high school? Yes, throughout throughout my years, um, growing up in. Um, just little leagues on up in high school. So, so are your parents in Alabama? Correct. Okay, so I got family all over. Oh, but yeah, my majority but that's of home. Family, it's home. Okay, yes, so tell tell me about uh, your parents and about how uh, their influence impacted your career today. Well, you know, my mother and father are, are definitely two opposite sides of, uh, uh, of people. But you know, one thing about my parents that they always showed us love. Right. They always, you know. He showed us how to work hard at what we want, especially my father. You know, always show how to save your money, work hard, oh, yeah. you know, and um, be yourself. That's the main thing you say, be yourself. You know, if if, if you're a crowd around a, a hundred people and if something's not funny, don't laugh at it yeah. just because of who it is. Don't don't laugh at it. You be your own person. He always stated that. And, you know, we may not have the best of the best of things, but we definitely was taught to love everyone you know no matter where they were who they were or where they was from you know to love everybody and and that was made it made us strong made us who we are um, Deontay Wilder's WBC heavyweight champion and uh uh, one of the things that I see in boxing is you know you can't just be a great fighter it takes being a great promoter being an entertainer in some fashion being able to get people to come out to your fights but what's interesting is is that's kind of a persona i see a real unique and i see a very sincere young man in front of me but uh, when you put on that face for the boxing you got to be able to do it a little acting it's a little soap opera right yeah most definitely most definitely well you know you, you got to be able to promote like you yeah. said you got to be able to have a mouthpiece to be able to promote a fight um to get people hyped up to get them to believe in you you know if if just say if me and you was about to brawl and and you're in my face and you're you're, you're talking thing 
first you done got everybody's attention. Now people want to crowd around to right. see what's going on. Now, if you're passionate about what you say, if you feel what you say inside, now what you just done, you got everybody else believing that you were able to do what you said you're going to do to me. Now you got people on your side. Even though I'm the champion of the world, now they're going to doubt me because they, you, you're your your talk is much stronger than mine's and now they believe it. So it's very it's very powerful and strong to to be able to promote and brand yourself. When you won the heavyweight championship on January fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, this is pretty cool. The birthday of Muhammad Ali mm. and Martin Luther King. Wow. Yes. yes. That yeah. is so cool. Uh man, you know, and uh, Muhammad Ali When did you find that out? Well, you know, it was told it was told to yeah. me, um, um especially on Muhammad, you know, that's Muhammad Ali right. birthday and you know Martin Luther King birthday actually is, uh, I think, the 15th, either 15th or 16th, yeah. but it's still up in that same time Well, who did time you frame. look up to in uh, boxing world? Who was uh, your Muhammad hero? Ali was Muhammad my all-time Ali. favorite. All-time favorite. That's why time. it was so – that was – And why you're so young. That's amazing because when his career was around, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so so you were real, real young at yes. the end of his career. Yes. Now, I grew up in his prime watching him when I, he was – when he came out of prison uh, uh, from the military and mm. came back to fight Frazier – uh, the, uh, the 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 first time for pay per view was I believe 1976. I was a sophomore in high school, wow. and they people packed out theaters to come watch right. Frazier and Ali fight that first fight. And that was my recollection growing up. The heavyweight championship was was unified, and it was a big deal. Was and you watched up. it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Frazier, Norton, you know, all these great fighters. So why is it important for you to see this unified? Because now you have, like you said, the IBF, the WBO. Uh, you know, it, it's splintered so much. How hard can it be? Lennox Lewis did it last time, and, and can it happen? Is what I'm saying for you. It's, it's, it's definitely, it definitely can happen. And uh, you're correct. Lennox Lewis was the last one to do it. That was 1999. Um, it definitely can happen, and I think it's in arm reach now as well too. You know, it just dividing these belts up so much and you know i think whoever become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world that's when that real true stardom um happens for them and what other person to have is deontay wilder and being an american you know everybody loves an american champion and um i think that i'm i've already brought the excitement back in heavyweight boxing with just my knockouts alone and um, just imagine being the undisputed heavyweight champion, having all the belts. Well, there's one thing you got going for you, Dante. You know, one thing about boxing is people love to see the knockout. Definitely. They love the big hitter. And uh, that's what I used to love is, you you know, that danger of, man, on one shot, somebody mm-hmm. can catch you. That's it. And uh, you've got that power. It looks like, you you know, your body, you've got the perfect body to do what you're doing. It's like God made you for boxing. Oh, most definitely. It was a calling for me. Definitely a calling for me. And, um and, and power is you, you're born with it. Either you have it or you don't. Right. In the heavyweight division, you don't have to have no skill because when you have that eraser, that power, no one's safe in the ring. You know, until the, until the end, to the 12th round and the, and, the, and, the, and the clock says zero. I work with young people all the time in junior highs and high schools, and one of the things that they tell me, and every time I speak to them, is, is they tell me that they have dreams and goals. They tell me that they have things they want to accomplish in their life. And then we ask them the real question. What are you willing to do to do it? What are you willing to do to get it? What are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Um, look in that camera for me and tell our students out there that we work with, what is, why is it important, number one, to have a dream and a goal? And then number two, what do you have to do to get it? Well, for all the students that's going to be looking and listening, you know, it's very important to have a goal and a dream to establish that. Having a goal and a dream is something that gives you guidance in life. So when you when you pass high school, when you when you're out of college, you should already have that goal and dream already uh, 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 
being able to establish that and look forward. So when you get into the real world, which I mean, once you pass whether high school or whether you go to college, after that, you should apply everything that you want to set forth to your goal and dream. Anything is possible. Nothing is ever out of reach. If you believe and trust in God, you know all things are possible. Trust and believe. Surround yourself by positive people, people that are saying you can and you will and not I won't and I can't because you don't want to hit it. If you, if you surround yourself by negativity, then you will become negative. But if you surround yourself by positive thinking, positive people, you will be a positive person. And once you be a positive person, all your goals and dreams will come to and you never know who's looking up to you. So give it your all, give it your best. Never settle yourself for for, for less. Always feel that it's something higher I can do or accomplish. And once you set that goal and dream and you get you, you find yourself accomplishing that, I promise you it's going to be the greatest feeling in the world. And once you accomplish one, you're going to have two and three more things that you want to do. And it should be a never-ending thing until you say, hey, I'm good, my life is great, I can settle down, I can live life, and I'm happy. Whatever makes you guys happy. I think I'm ready to go out and get after it after that. You're a motivational speaker. We need to get you on the air all the time. Deontay Wilder is the WBC champion and uh, looking very soon to try to unify and become the only heavyweight champion of the world. But, uh, Deontay, thanks for stopping by Sold Out Sports Talk. I appreciate your words. and. Uh, Nothing but the best uh, as you go forward, and uh, thank you for uh, your appreciation for where you're at and what you can do for others. Thank you very much oh, for coming in. You're listening to a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Vance Johnson of the Denver Broncos. Visit soldouttv.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. With me, a uh, good friend of this program, uh, understands what the Super Bowl is about, and uh, you know what, he understands what Bronco Mania is about, yeah, too. Man. Vance Johnson, wide receiver, so many great teams with the Denver Broncos, and uh, Vance, it's excited to have you here and your team to be in it. That's got to be a lot of fun. Brother, I am so pumped up about this situation that the Broncos found themselves in. And it's been a couple of years since we've been back, but I, I think with uh, the acquisition of Gary Kubiak as head coach, uh, Wade Phillips, defensive coordinator, is doing a fantastic job. We have a chance in this game. Tell me about Gary. You uh, you were with him, backup quarterback to John Elway, of course, did well in Houston, gets the opportunity under John to come back. Tell speaking me about of, that. Speaking of Houston, I w- they signed him to that big contract. I said the only way Gary Kubiak's getting out of this contract is faking a heart attack. And all of a sudden, he's walking across the field and fakes a heart attack. I'm just kidding. It's awesome to have him back. And, and I knew that with Elway being at the helm, that there was no way without a Kubiak he was going to be able to be in this position again. Gary has always known everything that John needs. Uh, he's a great leader. He knows how to put together a great organization. And as a result, uh, I didn't know if the, the decision to, 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 to keep uh, uh, Manning around when he came in because I didn't want that to be his legacy if something happened. Right. But I think in hindsight now, it's good that Gary Kubiak is there. It's great that Peyton Manning has this one more chance to win a Super Bowl, champ- uh, win a world championship. And Gary's going to put together a great team no matter whether it's him or whether it's someone else. And we're just going to continue to get better and better and better. And 
play against someone like Cam Newton. Uh, you know what's amazing is, you know, everybody knows what kind of player and leader John Elway has been. Um, not many people, he doesn't really want the attention, but I, I really wanted fans to know out there, what is it that uh, John Elway has brought as the president that you know about John Elway that people would need to know? You know, it's interesting you said that because what I did this morning, um, I'm, I'm heading to Denver, Colorado for a Super Bowl Sunday, and I'll be speaking to uh, some church, a church, uh, four different um, four different congregations. And what I want to talk about is leadership. And when I think about leadership, I, I think about John Elway. And I, I remember my career, and I remember playing against the Cleveland Browns and how we had 99 and a half yards to go and how everyone was literally packing up their bags in their own head, talking about how cold it was there in Cleveland. But you saw the general, John Elway, coming back from the sidelines, and you looked in his eyes and you realized this guy was not looking behind. He was only looking forward. And John Elway, looking forward, even back then, knew that he would be in this position and was molded, I believe, when he was the general manager of one of the uh, the, the arena, American, fo- arena Football League. The teams. Arena Football he League. He said that was a great background of learning for him. And it was on purpose because he was going to be in this situation right now. And, and what a position that he's in right now to put together the team that he's put together from the front office all the way to the players. And everyone respects him. And he wants to step back. But he's going to win this world championship prayerfully this weekend, and he'll do it again as owner one day. Mark my words. Fans, what's changed um, in the NFL since you were in the Super Bowls? Um, I remember, you know, even after you played, you know, back when you played, you know, people weren't very um, affable to people talking about their faith during Super Bowl week. I remember a lot of people getting very angry about that. <laughs> you know what's really funny, man? I, I would love to not talk about my faith. Not. I don't have a choice, man, because my faith has to do with my sobriety. And before that, I think I probably would have ended up dead because of the life that I was leading. And, and you're right. And, but, but the scriptures say that in the latter days, people are going to just really frown on, on faith. But someone has to have faith in something. People have faith right now that their team is going to win the Super Bowl. Someone has faith that Cam Newton is going to be Superman and go out there and win. Someone has faith that the Denver Broncos is going to go out there and win a world championship. Why can't I have faith that my Lord and Savior Jesus is going to keep me sober? What is it about now, though, that it seems like players are much freer to share that? Obviously, the stage has even gotten bigger, and it was big when you played, but with this age of telephones and social networking and all those things, players have an incredible opportunity with this platform to really talk about who they are. They, they do, but are they going to use that? Yes. You know, and when I, when I played back in the 80s and 90s, players, like they, they, they love to talk about who they were in themselves. And they made themselves gods, just like I did. And unfortunately, my world came crashing down. But I think now guys are starting to realize that the amount of, uh, of pressure and the amount of responsibility that comes with being in social media and being always in the front, in the limelight. Unfortunately, we got a guy like, uh, like Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, who's struggling in front of the world. Right. So you have to have that Make Cam Newton, worry. who's a superstar, who's a great guy, who's great to the community, who's great to the fans, to show that, you know what, we are a bunch of good people out here. Vance Johnson, former Denver Bronco, and uh, here representing the Denver Broncos at the Super Bowl, I'll tell you, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, you know, because you've dealt with sobriety and, and you've overcome it, God's been blessing in your life, what would you tell Johnny Manziel? Because he's, he seems very confused. He seems like a guy who really has no control, and it just keeps happening over and over. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, and, and Johnny may be listening because I'm sure someone knows him that listens to your show, that, Johnny, man, I'm here for you, brother, because I'm you. Uh, it's, it's just that mine was behind the scenes, and a lot of this, the crap that he's getting in trouble with were things that are parallel to my life when I was playing in the NFL. Excuse me. So Johnny just needs to understand that there are people like myself who have traveled that road, and unfortunately, because of the power that he has and because of the fame that he has, no one, whether it be a family member or a friend, is going to step up to Johnny Manziel and say, listen, you need to hold yourself accountable. 
and I think I'm that person, and I know I work at Behavioral Health at the Palm Beaches where we have a lot of guys who are former athletes who are in a position now being rehab coaches that can offer help for, for Johnny Manziel. It's just that does he want it? Is he willing to change? He actually has a platform to turn this thing completely around and save thousands of lives because the people love this guy. Tell me about behavioral health in Palm Beach because, uh, you know, I had uh, Daryl Strawberry on yeah. about a year ago, and Daryl, what an incredible comeback story. I watched him talking on the show. Uh, incredible. Yeah, man. And, and he's opened up a second now with his wife, and yeah. he's preaching. Um, so obviously there could be a good finish to this. Tell me about what you guys Brody, do to help guys do that. You just gave me goosebumps because I remember watching um, um, Daryl Strawberry, because I'm a big Daryl Strawberry fan, on your show. Uh, it was it was the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. It was right, in New York right. City. I remember watching him, and I was only four months sober at the time, and I was like, man, I'll tell you, man, I, I, I want to be that one day. And I, I think the important thing about behavioral health at the Palm Beach is, is where anybody can come, not just professional athletes, but your mother, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, whoever's struggling with addiction and underlining issues or any other type of, of, of addiction with pornography, with gambling, you can get the help and help us out there. It's really hard for a loved one to tell you to get the help, but once you hit that rock bottom, there is a solution, and that's at Behavioral Health of the Palm Beaches. You can also reach out to me on my Facebook page, Vance Johnson. I'm an athlete. I talk to everyone all the time. Or they can contact me on my Twitter page. Uh, BHPalmBeach.com website. BH. Facebook uh, at Athletes in Recovery. Very easy. And uh, you got uh, RehabForMen.com slash Pro Recovery slash Team. But uh, check out also Vance Johnson's uh, Facebook page. And Vance also... Uh, you talked about going to some churches Sunday, about doing a program on Sunday for yeah. Super Bowl. What a great opportunity. Um, you know, one of the things that we found at, at our Face Sports Network um, at FSPN.net is that um, you can really use sports and football as a way to reach people that would never walk into church. Oh, so it sounds to me you're doing an event that might be some of those guys that are coming in that may not ever see a church except right. for something like this. You know what? I'm so excited about it, man, because uh, a Thrive Church in Thornton, Colorado invited me to come to, to share. I've already shared once. Now I have a chance to go back and just give a message, give a message about living a, a, a life that's pleasing to God. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. But that means, uh, you know, picking up your cross and, and dying to self. That means exalting the things that, like your wife, and putting things up and putting guy, things in perspective. But number one is putting your almighty first, and then things kind of go in line. And sobriety is, is that with me. My sobriety was given to me by my, my Lord. I won't allow a person to take that away from me. So I have things in perspective. But I'm always reaching up and reaching to, to find more out about my Savior so that I can keep walking the walk, brother. Faith, family, and football is what we talk about on this program. And, of course, before we got on the air today, we were talking about uh, something that I talk about on my show all the time. It's called Sold Out. Uh, it's a program. I'm all about the sold out, man. You've got to invite me. It's, it's a drug and alcohol education program, soldouttv.com. And you're telling me you and I are kindred brother spirits because yes, we are, man. you have a passion for this. Tell me about what you're doing. You know, what I'm doing is, is I've had a chance now, uh, being 29 months sober, just to go across the country. I've been to West Virginia and Louisiana and Kentucky and Colorado. And I want to come up to your neck of the woods and just educate kids. And, and we go inside of an auditorium with 1,000 to 2,000 kids. We ask them if they have a mother, a brother, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, someone that's involved in, in addiction that's affecting their life. And we get 80 to 90% of the kids raising your hand. And after I tell my story and I talk about how I've been estranged with my children, I talk about my son that was, that was killed on his motorcycle and how I felt like such a deadbeat father that I'm able to go back now and give hope to these kids and encourage them and empower them and even talk about the scriptures, how the, the scriptures talk about having that youth and the power that you have as youth. And they can go home and say, Mom, Dad, you're struggling with addiction and it's killing me. Please help me. Sometimes you won't listen to a spouse, but you will listen to a child if they reach out. What's to the you. name of the program, Vance? 
actually, I don't have a program right now, man. That's why so I'm, you just, I'm hooking so up with you. So we need to talk to you. So I'm just he, out there on my own. You said a key word about young kids, junior high and high school kids, that I hear in letters, emails, through our program online all the time. And that's kids talking about no hope. That's kids talking about how this world they're living in today, they don't feel like they have a future. Right. So what are you telling young people that come to you and say, you know what, Vince, you talk about living out a dream like you did, but I, I don't know if I can do that. My family, where I come from, I've screwed up. I've messed up in my life. What do you tell young people? I just tell these kids that you are the youth and you are the future of this country, this great country. And there are people all over the world who they, could, they would give anything to be an American child being born in this country and having the power to be able to be and do anything you want. And when you have someone that's struggling with an addiction and you have 2,000 kids and you have 1,800 of these kids raise their hand and say, I'm one of those kids who sees that in my home, there's something you can do about it. And when they see that everyone else is raising their hand and they know they can go to their teacher, they can go to a website, they can go to bhpalmbeach.com, they can reach out to Vance Johnson. There's so much help out there. And number one, you have your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you put it in his hand and things are going to come your way so that you can find what you need to have that life that you want. Vance Johnson, Denver Broncos, he knows all about the Super Bowl. And uh, Vance, uh, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what an encouragement it is to hear you talk Thanks, about brother. the things that you're doing. Because I've lived what you've lived. I've had family members just struggle you, with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I've had, you know, kids that I deal with that just are, are heartbreaking that have recovered. Um, if we're going to be great in this country, we've got to have this generation of kids not lost but recovered and ready to meet the world because they're going to be leaders. They're leaders okay. now. Well, make sure you invite me to your program. I don't have any money anymore. I'm man. looking I forward to it. That's I so good. To, I used to make money, but I don't make it's money It's not about anymore, money. So you you know what it's about there. right there? Your you heart. I'm pointing you to know it. Know what my heart is, brother. Vance Johnson. Vance, thank you, buddy. God bless you, man. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.